Welcome to the Protectors Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Piccolo. Hey, Alex. Welcome to the show, Jeff Gum. How you doing, Jeff? Hey, doing excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, man. I'm glad you're on. I need yeah, to. Uh, I need cool. to count. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I need to count how many seals I've had on so far. I think I've, I've had Eli Crane, Jason Redman. Oh. <laughs> if I'm missing any seals out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I got I got plenty more for you if you if you need any. <laughs> I have to get a couple more army guys on here. I had a uh, Doctor Mike Simpson on here before. He's awesome. I'm trying to think of any other army guys I've had on. But we got to get. I need a marine. That's what I need. And if and if I've had a marine oh, on, I apologize. Our. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you. My boy Rudy Reyes on there. He's uh, he's doing some amazing stuff now. He's, I know. Uh, take you, you know, Rudy. He's, I've, uh, I've seen he it. Yeah. For a week, a few days ago. But yeah, we do we do some awesome workouts together. And now he just flew back to Florida. He has his fourth blue team there, and they're taking special operator combat divers and working with scientists, getting trained, and then doing missions, uh, basically saving the coral reef in Florida being and being supported by the state of Florida now because it's over a $6 billion industry and all the oil was kind of like coming out of like cruise ships yeah. and, and uh, a lot of like agricultural um, like sewage was kind of wasting mm-hmm. down into the water and killing all the reef. And now so they're basically triaging the reef and, and bringing everything back. So it's, pretty cool organization and he was you know a first unit into afghanistan after 9-11 like having the modern and played himself on generation kill and did delusion all that so he'd be a good one for you yeah definitely definitely i love generation kill man that was a great movie yeah but let's hear that's on oh cool i gotta watch that one again that's going on the list it's it's like the, the rotation is like the Band of Brothers, Generation Kill, and uh, you have to throw in the Saving Private Ryan and everything just to get the good look. Yeah, the Pacific was epic too. That was actually one of my favorites. Which one was that? Have you the Pacific? No, I haven't seen that one yet. So that so that was done just like Band of Brothers by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, but instead of following. The guys going through Europe, it followed the Marines and their push through. Uh, I mean, basically, it, it, like when they first went in, they were safe, like the Japanese were about to roll through Australia, and it, it basically stopped that. Like all the all the Australians were just like so thankful <laughs> for for us coming in there, and then then just started going island island all the way through with like brutal brutal warfare. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the heck of a show. Okay, that's going on my list too. I can't believe I've never seen that one. I always forget about it. Whenever I, I get into my my war movies, it's like you know. And I, I grew up in the eighties and seventies, so like whenever I see Platoon, I always got to watch that over again. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's been a minute hey. since I saw that. I think I 
I saw that when I was, uh, you know, on deployment, you just watch a lot of movies and stuff and you're in your downtime. So I remember probably last time I saw it. So where did, you know, that brings us up to where did Jeff Gum grow up? So I actually grew, grew up in Pennsylvania, like Poconos, Lehigh Valley area and, and lived there till I was 18. And then, uh, I, I wanted a kind of a change. I wanted, I, I'd always wanted to be a Navy SEAL since I was 16, but I wanted to get a little bit older and stronger and more mature and have more life experience. And so I went down to college at UCF in Orlando, Florida. And, and that was amazing. And then there I got into like mixed martial arts, boxing, Muay Thai, jujitsu, wrestling. And then uh, after graduating college, took about six months trained, getting dive certified and trained with a bunch of college swimmers. And then basically got myself ready to go, go through bud. And so then I headed out to San, like boot camp up the Great Lakes and then San Diego in October, 2017 for the beginning of buds. Wow. That's a, that's a big change going from the Poconos to, you know, that doesn't seem like much of a swimming area down to Florida. So, did you, yeah. were you like in the swim clubs and all the other stuff? You know, uh, I, I pretty much did everything but that. I, I played soccer, basketball, track, cross country, kicked for the football team. I was on a, a uh, powerlifting club team. I was on a, and ended up playing Australian football at the end of my senior year as well on a club team, which was kind of like the catching and tackling of football and the kicking and endurance of soccer. And it's just a really amazing, like fun sport, kind of brutal on the body. And I was playing with like a bunch of monsters that were between like 25 and 30. And I was still like finishing up high school, but, uh, but it was, but it was really fun. And, and then headed down, headed down for college. That's really cool, man. So you join the Navy, you become a SEAL. Now, did you get straight through the first time? Oh man, it was, it was going really well at first. And, um, you know, went through, went through, I'd done a ton of preparation, made sure, made sure want to eliminate any weaknesses before, before I got there. That's why I spent so much time getting like dive certified and training with college swimmers and just getting in really good shape and didn't, didn't fail a single evolution all the way through first week, second week third week in doc before that um i wasn't a lot of it wasn't pretty i like basically turned green during drown proofing and uh but i just always made the decision like i'm never gonna come up and i'm never gonna stop till i like complete complete what i'm doing or or pass out and then uh friday before hell week i ended up getting viral gastroenteritis vge have you have you heard of that i have not kind of like the flu, but like way kind of way more intense and aggressive. And I was just throwing up nonstop. So uh, I, uh, I, I, I would drink water. It was the first time in my life. I couldn't drink water and not even keep that down. Like I drink water, throw up, drink water and throw up. I'm, I'm so thirsty. And it's like Friday afternoon at this point, And we're like having, we're having briefs on hell week and everything. I just like have to keep walking out like throw up and then like walk back in and then instructors like see me doing that and then they take me to medical and I go to medical and they I 
they just start, they just put, they just put IVs in me and, uh, it took like three tries to even get the ID in me cause I was so dehydrated. And then, um, then like the next, by like the next night I was able to start, uh, eating food a little bit, started a little bit on Sunday and they're like, Oh, are you okay to start hell week? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm going through this. I'm not like, not gonna start all the way over again. Like I'm good. Don't, don't worry. And, uh, the first day, first day was like going, going great for me. Um, other people were, were having mass exodus, like left and right. But, but, um, everything was going good. And then all of a sudden my body just like stopped kind of working. And I'm like, what the heck is going down? And, and maybe the last day and a half there, I just started becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. And everyone else who was like weak with me began just like, just began quitting. So now all of a sudden I'm by far like the weakest person in there. But, uh, but I knew who I was and I knew I, I looked at it. Like if I'm, I, I looked at a lot of things. I looked at my grandpa who was a Marine in the Korean war and had, you know, two purple hearts. And, and I, and I, realized how many people have gone through so many things harder than this just because they have to, and they're not given an option to quit. And then I also, um, I also knew who I, who I was. So I, I just, I just did everything the best I could. Didn't, didn't matter. And, and then they eventually pulled, pulled me out and they tell me their performance dropping me. This is an hour from Wednesday. And, and uh, I'm the last person to make it through that class. But, uh, but I, but, and instead, when everyone like quits or they get they get performance drops, they have to go in and wear their utility uniform. But I always looked at that as the quitter uniform, and I was like, I am never going to put that thing on. And so I wore my dress blues, and I went in there, and I called deals that I knew, and ha- and they all like called in and vouched for me. And one in particular, Mike Decca, he was my mentor. He called, and he had been all these like instructors, instructor like. 10 years before that and and was like an evil instructor and they're like wait this guy is like vouching for him (laughs) and um and so i ended up getting into the getting into the next class talking my way back in and now i went from never failing any evolution to failing every single evolution there was oh man what impact when because i went from hell week into inbox and, uh, yeah. and now I had something called rhabdomyolysis and I didn't, I didn't know it. Nobody knew it. All of a sudden I went from never failing anything. And, you know, when I was going through not failing anything, they didn't really, that didn't really stand out. It was when I became really weak in hell week where the instructors got to like really know me. And then because I wouldn't go away either, even though I became really weak and then, uh, now I'm still really weak and I'm failing everything. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? This is terrible. This is not going the way it's supposed to. And, and I did it before and, and now I'm not able. So we go into the second week, I get the weekend. I'm like, all right, I've rested. Now I'm going to crush this run. I go to, I go to do the four mile times run. And I come in last place by six minutes. I'm like, feels like I'm being stabbed in my legs the whole time I run. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then they just beat me on the beach by like myself for 45 minutes or something like that. And and then we're about to do boats, like running all the land portage with the with the boat on your head. 
And I'm like, oh my God, if I do this, they're going to really hate me because I'm not going to be able to stay under the boat. And so I'm like, all right, I need to go to medical and figure out what is wrong with me. So I go to medical and, and I'm like, hey, I'm not looking for a way out. I'm not looking for an excuse. This is all I want, but something is wrong with me. I need to figure out what it is or they're going to, they're going to like drop me again. And so they send me to, they send me to uh, get like blood work done. I go there and they, they, uh, they take my blood and come back, but I'm still like, I miss, I miss the boats, but now we go to um, like a pool evolution. I think we're doing like practice drown proofing or something. And they, they realize, or they, they, they knew I had like skipped out on the boat and they thought I was just trying to hide during it. So I was being chastised for that. And, uh, but a little bit later, all of a sudden my blood came back toxic and, and one of the uh, doctors and, um, like comes in and tells the instructor as we're being, as we're, as we're like being briefed on something. And he's like, damn, Jeff, he's like, you got something I never heard of before. Uh, you got this thing, rhabdomyolysis. So it's where your breath, your muscles literally break down so much that you, uh, your blood becomes toxic with muscle waste and protein and creatinine and mycoblogen. And uh, it can be, if you're like the, like sometimes it can even happen like kind of in CrossFit. If someone's like not in shape and they do like a crazy workout, it can kind of like, it can kind of like break all their muscles down, like, like really fast or people that get crushed in a car accident or earthquake. It's, it's common to happen or uh if you have like hypothermia and dehydration, then that can make you more prone to it. So hell week, like dehydrated from the VGE and then, and then uh, hypothermia and then like extreme just work workouts and not sleeping, not sleeping. So through all that, it led to me getting grabbed though. And then, but like my body, my body fell apart on me, but, but my mind like stayed as strong as it could. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm thankful it happened because I wouldn't have been challenged to my core the same way I was if I had just gone through and been healthy. So I got, so I actually got some rest and they sent me home on like medical leave, convalescent leave to Pennsylvania. They got to like see my family and everything and just like sit on the couch and just rest and hydration and like eating and, and your body, your, your liver and your kidneys will filter itself. And so I got kind of healthy again, came back and now, uh, they actually didn't make me do indoc again. I went in with the brown shirt rollback and, uh, I was training with Ty, Ty Woods, who was the hero of Benghazi on 9-11, yeah. um, or recent 9-11 and, and, uh, just worked out with like other, other role, other rollbacks and the brown shirt rollbacks and now I just got in like phenomenal shape in the, in the next like few weeks. And, and now I knew everything that was coming and then I started again and first run, first run, I, I take 12 minutes off my run from the time before coming to top 10 out of like 250 guys. And I come across the fifth line and like there at the instructors and I'm like, look who's back. And, and then pretty much from there, that it was it was clear sailing after that. So, um, it was, wow, it was good time. After that, it was straight through, but it took a minute to get there. A minute, I like that. <laughs> so you you get done, 
you know, you're ready to go. When was your first appointment? So then uh, I finished. I mean, that's just, you know, getting getting through the main selection part. You go, you got dive phase and third phase, and then you have all of STC. So about a year and a half later, I graduate and go to SEAL Team 5, and that was in August 2009. So then... So then I get with my team, I train with them. Uh, it's almost like SQT, but way more advanced. And you're with, you know, real advanced operators and leaders trained there for about a year, a little over a year. And then did my first deployment to Iraq and went to uh, like Fallujah mainly and bounced around like Baghdad, Ramadi, Al-Assad a bit. And so did that from basically September. 2010 till maybe the end of March 2011. Yeah, that's a pretty good deployment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we it was it was a much smaller uh, kind of you know Fallujah had been a huge base and everything when all the Marines were there. We just had a small comp- compound of 40 guys, you know, 10 minutes outside the city of Fallujah with with about half the guys being operators and half half the guys being support, and then and then we're just going out, going after IED makers and everything. So it was it was a good time. Um, came back and then I was able to do sniper school and breacher school and do some of the real fun uh, like team guy type of schools. So that was that was really awesome. Learned it, got to learn a ton. Yeah, because you and I were talking before we started the uh, conversation on the podcast about, so you were a combatives instructor too, right? Yeah, so then, so I did, so came back, did did uh, did that, and did my second deployment to the Middle East. Uh, did, did that one mainly in Abu Dhabi, bounced around a little bit, like went to Bahrain, uh, I was kind of set to go a few other places, but I ended up injuring injuring my back. And had to go to Landstuhl, Germany, and I had, and had spine surgery there. I was fast roping from a helicopter onto a roof, doing a it was a hostage rescue training mission. So basically, we were on the call. If like anything anything popped off, like a Benghazi or or whatever, so we're just we're just tra- training all the time. And then then uh, just fast roping down, landed on my feet. Everything was normal. Something I had done hundreds of times but I had a bunch of gear on or maybe it was, you know, just, just years of high impact, high impact uh, training and stuff. But for some reason I ended up herniated my L5 S1 and to the point that it was crushing the nerve that works the dorsal flexion on your foot. So all of a sudden my foot wouldn't work at all. And I I just kept doing everything for a week and um, I was having like crazy sciatica over my IT band, but I thought my IT band I was just, it was just acting up <laughs> and, and so I'm like rolling it, but nothing's making it better. So I'm like literally using a barbell on my thigh, the way you use a foam roller, just trying to get like deep into my IT band, not, not realizing what was going on. And, uh, eventually after a week, some, some, some of our medical support realized it and, and I had to fly to fly to Germany and they did spine surgery on me the next day. Wow. So, uh, 
came back from that and mainly just did a, I did like did physical therapy and, and rehab on, on my back and did, did a few other like schools, uh, professional development, like low impact stuff or classroom type, type stuff. And then, uh, I had been recruited to be, I had been, you know, from doing, from doing the martial arts in college. And then I kept training once I got to team five, um, I had been recruited to be a combative instructor at, for after my second deployment. So then, then ended up, ended up going there and, uh, and my back, my back had, was feeling pretty good at the time too. And they, they were like, yeah, no restrictions. You're, you're going to be fine. So, so started, uh, yeah, started, started teaching all that and that was a really cool experience got to work with um ton of guys in the ufc um i went trained with brian ortega who fought for the belt and i'm sure he's going to be be the champ next time he fights for the belt and i uh, went to brazil with the gracies and trained with them a ton so um, had, had great experiences but then but then my back started start having more issues with it and it started you know like first it'd be every two or three months it would bother me. Then it would be every, you know, one to two months. Then it would be every few weeks. And then by the end, by the end, I couldn't train anymore. And, and my back wasn't really going to be able to send me back to a platoon. So to now I'm, I, I got out about two years ago and doing my MBA at UCLA now. Yeah. And then one thing like that really caught my eye was, was your company. Let's talk about that, man. I love it. I love the yeah. whole, oh, cause you know, just tell us all about it. You, you went down to Brazil and then you figured this thing out. Yeah. So, so it was really cool. I mean, I've always kind of been, been into uh, like fun, 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 uh, fun swimwear and everything colorful and kind of shorter. And, and uh, I was down in Brazil and, and I'm talking to a Brazilian, I'm there with the Gracies hanging out on the beach at like Baja Tijuca and see, yeah, see everybody wearing sungas, and I was like kind of jealous I didn't have any. So I'm talking, to, I'm talking to the girl, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna get some of these sungas, and she's like, oh, I think they're so sexy on men, and I'm like, oh, and it like kind of hit me. It's like girls look at like in shape, confident guys wearing that the same way guys look at girls wearing a Brazilian bikini, and I'm like, all right, that's it, I'm going. I went and bought like ten of them, <laughs> colorful, like fun ones. Uh, and then, you know, I, I also had like a ton of leaves saved up from when, from when I had, you know, been, been training all the time and done all these deployments. So now as an instructor, when you're not in a, like teaching a course, it's kind of easy for you to go and take leave. And I was going to Australia. I was going, uh, oh, you know, awesome. trip to Brazil, went and did Croatia Yacht Week. Uh, and pretty much everywhere I went, now my swimwear was the Sungas and just these ones I bought from Brazil. And I just had the best, best time ever. And I was a single guy and I didn't even have to go like wearing these. It was like a life hack. I didn't even have to go like sit on <laughs> girls or talk to girls to just wear the Sunga. Sometimes I'd wear a fanny pack because you don't have pockets in a Sunga unless you have like wearing board shorts over it. And and so my thing was just like wearing, wearing a Sunga and a fanny pack. And I wouldn't even have to go talk to girls anymore. It was, it was just like a secret weapon. Oh and, my gosh. And when I started, when I started, uh, realizing uh, my back, my back was giving me problems. I was going to get out. I did, I did the honor foundation, which is this Navy SEAL transition program that helps us, uh, 
go into the private sector after we're done with our service. And after completing that, it was like three and a half months of professional development and executive education. We do we do a trip to Silicon Valley or or um, ended up doing more to Seattle, L.A., Washington, D.C. They do them all over the country to give the guys like exposure to yeah. different technology firms or different industries different jobs within these industries to try to help us find our, our fit. And I had always been drawn to entrepreneurship because when I went to UCF, my cousins were really successful entrepreneurs and that was a big reason I went there. And I learned a ton from them and just, just kind of seeing, you know, being your own boss and, and creating, being able to put your ideas into action and create something that can like change people's lives and, and uh, help help create jobs and help help the economy and, and everything and then use that success, leverage that to help out with foundations you're passionate about. I'm like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And at this point I was, you know, wearing wearing the sungas and traveling around and, and I didn't know much about swimmer other than I loved wearing it and it was it was fun. But uh I was like, you know what? This is something that's open, wide open in the US. I I can just use myself as a marketing in the beginning and, and other friends that, that wear it and just uh, started kind of figuring everything out. Uh, got a designer, uh, found a manufacturer, started started making Sungas, and that was my first product. And then I started creating other products that went along with the brand, the brand uh, headbands, fanny packs, uh, sunglasses, like polarized and floating, uh, Patriot shades, we call them. And then uh, Kyle Maynard, he ended up coming in and helping me with the brand, being being a partner. And he uh, so he was born a quadruple amputee, but became a champion wrestler and MMA fighter. He's got two ESPY awards. He's climbed Kilimanjaro and Mount Aconcagua. And then I did the third of the seven summits with him in Australia, Mount Kosciuszko. And then we went. He went to Australia with me, and we. We uh, yeah did did that one of course, and then he dove the Great Barrier Reef with me. So I'm like wearing we're wearing sungas, and I'm just holding his dive tank, swimming him around the Great Barrier Reef. It was pretty it was a pretty beautiful thing, just like 40 feet below, and uh working with another like master diver while we were while we were doing this. So it was uh it was really fun, and he he helped me with the brand, and he ended up teaching himself photography and videography, and like pretty amazing, a like pretty amazing photographer with, with no hands. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so we just, uh, yeah, started doing that and then slowly, but sure. And then used like when I got out of the military, I took, took a year and we just traveled the world. We went to over 20 countries together and, and used that, used his photography skills and the swimwear. We just brought like, you know, carry-ons with, uh, with, with, Sungas and, and sunglasses and headbands and went all the way around the world and played uh, awesome. twice actually and and uh, yeah used used to travel to market the brand and then uh, started I uh, got my grad school applications in because I I saw how UCLA has such an amazing like entrepreneurship program and tech and technology and and I wanted to be able to you know. I, I now had this kind of uh, how to start a business, how to run a business, but I wanted to fine tune new skills 
And now I had a good foundation and it actually gave me a definitely a level up than just being a a military guy with, with strong leadership and everything, but not knowing some of the finer like business and analytical skills. So then I started UCLA and now I'm I've got all these incredible um, like students students and professors who are have been in all these different industries and now I'm taking everything I learned there and applying it back to the business and now the business is growing faster than ever. So that's been that's been really incredible. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed about you. Like it seems like every week there's just some either a new product coming out or just more social media exposure. Now for the audience yeah. you have you have to follow you on Instagram. Because it's just it's it's fun, you know, it's like we see all the yeah. same, the political stuff all the time and everything else. That's what I like about what you're doing. It's really cool. So I'll make sure I link to all that stuff as well. Thank you. I appreciate that's that. Right. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. everywhere I can go, I'm going to link everything. Is the Instagram. And, and yeah, it's just been, you know, I only, I only launched the bikini, the bikinis because at first it was all Sungas. Then I, then I found a new manufacturer. First, my manufacturer was a little hard to, get a hold of, I found a new one. And with them, I've been able to take all my ideas and put it into action. And, and they've been incredible. And I created a whole, like silkies are basically a perfectly complementary product to the, to the Sungas. And they're made out of the same material. They're made out of Lycra, uh, about this, maybe a little bit longer. And then just created a whole board, board shorts as well. And then, uh, and I knew I needed I needed something for the for the women as well, and so created the bikinis and one pieces with all the same like fun patterns. And now there's a lot of couples that are that are buying my stuff so they can so they can match. And it's just patriotic and and fun. And it's uh, fun. I think it's, that's I the think thing. It's the swimmer brand of freedom, like the it it you know it's freedom because. Because it's a little bit, it's a little bit smaller, but it's all four way <laughs> stretch and made out of lycra, and the board shorts are a four way stretch, and and uh, but just fun at the same time, fun and free, and <laughs> that's exactly what we need too. And I like so. Yeah. One thing we we're talking about too is you actually do more than just your business. So you're you're heading out. You're going to be swimming to Hudson, right? Yeah, I'm actually heading out. Um, the swim will be August third. I'll probably go in a few days before that because my because my family's close to there. I'll see them, and then yeah, it's going to be um, with about thirty other Navy SEALs, and I think everyone's going to be retired. Maybe there will be a few guys who are active still, but it's actually the first uh, like legal legal and like sponsored swim by the by the like NYPD and New Jersey State Police and the Port Authority, they're all supporting it. The first sanctioned swim in the Hudson ever. And we're going to start um, at one part one part in New York City, swim across to... Uh, actually, we're going to start right where my friend Remington Peters, he was a leapfrog and he was jumping there on Memorial Day. Uh, and and his parachute didn't open. It was tragic and crashed. He crashed into the uh, crashed into the Hudson. And we had, he had actually we had actually done our first combative instructor course together. He did that with me and was just such an amazing guy. And and was 
traveled around the country as leapfrog jumping and performing and showing showing the might of the U.S. Navy and naval special warfare all all over and just had a tragic accident where his parachute didn't open and he had a catastrophic malfunction. So we're doing, starting it off right where he, right where he uh, passed away and doing a hundred pushups and 20 pull-ups to that spot, swim to Ellis Island, doing the same thing there to uh, like commemorate all the all the diversity and everyone who came to this country to start a new life and then we're going to Statue of Liberty doing the same thing there um, in the name in the name of liberty and freedom and then we're swimming to Battery Park and doing a uh, doing running from that point all the way past the Freedom Tower to the Special Forces statue like the statue of the the Spec Ops guy on a horse and from like Afghanistan and we're gonna gonna finish at that and do another hundred push ups and twenty pull ups there. So really excited for that. Now you'll be able to provide me a link and I'll be able to get that out to everybody so we can support you too. That'd be really cool. Oh I definitely I definitely will. Um, yeah, yeah I will do it. You're then, doing a lot of good things, man. And that's one thing I've noticed right. like so many yeah, so many hard chargers out there, like just getting it. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm yeah, well super it's, just, it's yeah. so important to like you. You always, always have a mission, you know, and you never want to let your, you never want to let your, uh, what is it? You never want to let your dreams. You never want to let your memories be bigger than your dreams. Yeah, that's something I. I always like to say, you never want to let your memories be bigger than your dreams. So, well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was really fun. Cool, man. Well, we will keep in touch, and I will make sure that I link everything you got going on. Awesome. Awesome. That's perfect. Thank you.